The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. Today, we are exploring personal, social, health, and economic education with a folktale from Ethiopia. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is. Hello, I'm Helen. I'm a reception and year one teacher in a very small school um, near Milton Keynes. And hi, I'm Bex. I am a Hughes 2 teacher in a two-form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire. And we're very pleased to have you, our listener, with us. So for all the fun and effectiveness of story-led learning, let's don our finest hats, sprinkle some fairy dust, and hang tight to our magic carpets as we dive into this week's story. Abel is only six years old when he accepts a job on the coffee plantation of the stern landowner Panya. Abel needs the money to pay a doctor to visit his sick mother, but the wages are barely enough to afford food. So when he overhears Panya discussing the limits of human endurance, Abel takes a risky decision. Panya was saying, There is so much snow at the top of those mountains. It must be very cold up there. <laughs> Humans are lucky that we have shirts and we can make fire. I bet we could not stay alive one night at the top of a mountain without a shirt and a fire to keep us warm. Suddenly, an idea popped into Abel's head. So suddenly that he didn't really stop to think if it was a good idea. He just used it anyway. He said, I bet I could stay alive one night on the top of a mountain without a shirt or a fire. What would you give me if I could? Panya thought this was extra funny, and all his friends did too. But Panya said, All right then, if you can survive one night at the top of the highest mountain with no shirt or fire to keep you warm, I will give you half of everything I have. Half of my fields, half of my houses, half of my servants, and half of my money. But I really think you won't do it. You said you would pick twice as many coffee berries as your mother, and you did not manage that. What makes you think you will do any better this time? Hmm... Do you think you could stay alive for a whole night at the top of a tall, rocky, freezing mountain? Abel was worried. But he said, My mother is very sick. I have to try. And if you and your young learners want to see if Abel survives one night up the side of the freezing mountain, you can download our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Distant Fire. There you can stream a video of me telling the story for your children. 
And if you sign up as an epic educator, you can also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose. Download the full audiobook at any time and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's begin our discussion with Helen and Bex here by asking, folks, did this warm your hearts? <laughs> Very much so. It was, I love this story. I love the friendship in it and the, um, how Abel gets what he deserves in the end. Yeah, very similar for me. I really, really love this story. It, it's just so, um, just remind you that there's goodness if you look for it and kindness if you look for it and the fact that everybody can help one another out in in different ways, but you just have to have your eyes open to be able to see the need. Yeah, certainly. It's, it's one of my favourite tales to tell. Had either of you heard a story like this before, similar to this before? The idea of sort of, helping someone to realize that they're they're being unjust by using the I, I think the most popular version is where someone smells the bread in a bakery and the baker tries to charge them and so the judge eventually shakes um some money so you hear the sound of the money have have you heard this one before no oh, no i haven't you haven't heard that, that sounds one. like another good one yeah it, it, it is a really good one it, it's true <laughs> but it doesn't quite have the same level of of friendship that is involved in this story and I, and although you have the trickery to prove justice um i think the the main thing that's at the heart of this story is the friendship between abel and hakeem and just how hakeem is helping this young lad first with the free cakes and then with the trip up the side of the mountain and then with this um very clever trick in order to prove to panya just how unjust he's being yeah, I agree. I think the friendship for me is what stands out even more than the the trickery side of it and the injustice. It's, it was the friendship that, that stood out for me in this story. Mm. Mm. And a very important message for our time then, as we start looking at the, the morals of the story, because we have just had a year and a bit and maybe kind of a still in um, a period of time where we are having to be very careful about exactly how close we get to the people we care about, which is what this story is all about, isn't it? How you can still help each other from a distance. Yeah. I really, really like that because it is a really good reminder that actually you don't have to be right next to somebody to be able to support them and care for them. And it's just thinking creatively and thinking a bit out of the box of how you can stand next to someone without standing next to somebody physically. So would that lead into the conversation you'd have with your children then about um, how they might be able to help people they care about but maybe can't see at the moment? Yeah, definitely. So I think mm. you've got, there's so many opportunities within this story to talk about what good friendship looks like and and then you can obviously open that up to the their wider family. So lots of even letter writing and um, mm. and actually how do we stay close when we have to be apart? And um, so you could you could have a, just a discussion, just asking that question, just saying to all the children, okay, in this time of the global pandemic, how have we stayed close to the people we care about when we've had to be apart? And then that can lead into lots and lots of amazing discussions with all ages, probably in the primary school. Mm. It's a great opportunity, isn't it, really, to to teach children that might not have written letters necessarily to yeah. <laughs> how lovely it is to give and receive actual letters in the post as opposed to our various forms of modern communication that we have now. I think it's a good opportunity to look, to look at that. 
Mm-hmm. And if you've got a local post office or a local post box local to your school where you can even take the children and they can write letters and actually post them mm-hmm. um, and then thinking about oh, the yes. we were talking <laughs> weren't we earlier about um just before we started about the e in pshce and the fact that it's sometimes emotional sometimes economic education actually if we're yep. thinking about it as economic education actually teaching the children how to use money how to go out and because often you just use your phone now don't you to tap and pay and they're not actually handling handling money knowing what the value of the different coins are as much yes. so actually <laughs> taking them to a shop teaching them about buying stamps or weighing letters and there's loads of skills you can just do with that little tiny trip out to a to a local shop especially if you've got permission to take them out at any time that is lovely isn't it because because you're kind of blending both the possibilities for the e and pshe into one it's both emotional mm. and economical at the same time yes. Well, in fact, uh, I, I think Helen had also done some research and found that once upon a time, the E may have also stood for education. So you're blending th- yeah. mm. three three things into one E. Yes, once upon a time, apparently it did. Oh, you know, you could always interpret the E however you like. Be really nice as well. Just going back to the post office thing to bring in the role of the post person mm. to the children's attention. You know, sometimes at my school, the children will see see the post person sometimes as a post lady sometimes as a postman coming to to deliver the letters and it'd be nice actually to um to use that to to use that role and to talk to them about their job oh, and that'd be lovely yeah and their their parts that they play in in delivering letters and helping people to stay in touch and I guess that they, they were one of the key workers weren't they in um yeah. during the pandemic and actually um again looking back at those people who helped us like um, Hakeem helped Abel in the story, actually looking back at the people that helped us through the pandemic who wouldn't have been seen as like superheroes in the past, but now are real Mm. heroes like the post people who kept us together when we had to be apart. So I think that'd be really, there's so many links to um, bring this story to life because of what's happened to the children in their very locked distant past for them Mm. yeah i wonder though just thinking of your age range in particular bex that there is a bit of a cautionary element of this tale for folks like hakeem because i think it's even mentioned in there at one point how because hakeem keeps giving away his cakes for free to abel and you know because he's a generous man like that he's not actually in a position himself to just say ah don't worry Abel I'll pay for a doctor for you Mm. so his generosity in one respect has prevented him being able to be generous in another respect so there's sort of the pluses and minuses of altruism that you can explore really you know would it have been better if Hakeem had actually not given Abel any cakes and then come out with a check at one point of course, you could then argue, would Abel actually have been alive? <laughs> yeah. he may not have been sustained. <laughs> yeah. um, There's a good discussion to be had yeah. there, isn't there? You could almost have a debate in your class about what would be what would be better. What would be better for Abel or what would be better for Hakeem? Mm. Mm. Yeah, you could do like a little, um, like either a conscience alley where you have like half of them saying, yes, you should have given him the cakes and no, you shouldn't have done. And then the, and then looking at the consequences of that decision as well so I think I think that would be really really good yeah. for the older children and um, just to um so uh, thinking about seven upwards yet yeah, as in in age um mm. just thinking about actually did Hakeem make the best decisions I mean in this case the story turns out yes he did um well, and, then he got, out, yeah. and then his generosity got um paid back double um what it what well more than what the cakes were worth in the first yes. place 
So yeah. actually yes. thinking that if you give a small amount, then, you know, like love is something, if you give it away, that magic penny song that we probably yes, all sang yeah. in primary school <laughs> and you end up having more if you give something away. Mm. But that's not always the case. So what would Hakeem have done had he not got rewarded in the way, if, if yes. Abel wasn't such a nice person and valued his friendship that much to think, I need to pay this back. That's true. And of course, this is a story. Yeah. So there is a, a, an element of good fortune that mm. comes in. If things had gone without Panya making his big, bold statement about being up in the side of the mountains, you know, Abel would have had to just keep on working until he eventually managed to save the money, which might have been too late. So, yes, there are, there are all sorts of um, bits of luck that we can see in stories like this and which are really, really important. So, yeah, so, some really deep discussion there on the, the value of altruism. <laughs> Who well, knew? <laughs> yeah. Are there any other elements of PSHE that you would look at, Helen? I would really focus in on this idea of friendship. And I think there's a phrase in the story, I think, because I've written it down, that says how wonderful it is to have a friend. Hmm. And that's such a basic thing, I think, but such a such an important thing to explore with all children. But especially, I think, in the early years where what, what is a friend and how to be a good friend and what do we value in friends? And something I've done with the younger age range before is draw a picture of, of a friend or just do, you can do that anyway. You can draw around a child if you want a large picture or you can get the children to draw a friend hmm. and then think about what is it why do they like their friends what what is it that makes them a good friend hmm. that can bring out some really good discussions and then what I've done with sort of year later year one early year two age children is actually write a bit of a friend wanted advert for a bit of a writing activity is you know looking for a friend, a bit lonely, I'm looking for a friend and then you you set out all of those attributes you describe what a good friend would be like Hmm. and have that around your put display them around your classroom and then everyone can remember what a good what a good friend is and how we can be like a, a lonely heart said yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> just when friend wanted <laughs> and thinking about friendship uh, further up the school so like it for our key stage two children obviously it's still a really important topic i mean they they might understand what a friend looks like but actually i think then it's teaching them to take responsibility to be a good friend like hakeem was yeah. mm. like some of the things that i notice as a um, teacher of children who are older is often they don't notice they don't notice when they're not being a good friend until it's yeah. too late until they've either like hurt somebody's feelings or reacted in anger they don't actually know about their responsibility of being a good friend so I think it's helping them to understand what how to notice and be responsible for them being mm. the good friend that they've learned about further and um, down the school and how they can their attributes and their character who they are can help them to be a good friend to other people deal with lots of like playground issues because yeah. <laughs> um, particularly with the year five and year six children as they're they're growing up their hormones are changing they're getting um they're getting ready to fly the primary school nest and just I think it's so so important that we give them that skill of being what it looks like to be a good friend and your responsibility in that mm. as particularly as they go and start making new friendships if they're in like if you're in a two-tier system and your children are going to year seven in a secondary school, actually, they've got so many more people that they might want to notice and make good friendships with. Yeah, and you've got stories like this that you can point to for things like that to say, you know, the 
the immediate benefits of doing that may not be obvious, mm. but they will come down the line. So, or, or they may come down the line. I mean, I'm not suggesting that everybody who's a really good friend to someone is suddenly going to get richly rewarded twice as much as uh, mm. you know that they could have been before. But you certainly, I think, anybody uh, reading this story or listening to this story is going to have a much higher opinion of Hakim than Panya, for example. Mm. Um, yes. So there's the respect that comes from being a good friend. There is um, the the value that you get from the rest of the world. And everybody listening to the story should get that. So mm. hopefully that gives them inspiration to be more Hakeem. Yes. And I think if Hakeem hadn't noticed Abel, mm. no, the story wouldn't have happened in the way that it did because it took Hakeem to act, to notice somebody in need and then to be a good friend and try and fill that need initially with a cake. Exactly. And then with a um, and then with a plan to, to climb the other mountain and then with the party at the end, the cake smelling and not tasting um session <laughs> at the end. But actually if he hadn't have done that first thing, the mm. others other um bit parts of the story wouldn't have happened. So I so a lot I talk to the children at our school about noticing others who are on their on the edge at playtime. So actually, are you looking out for people and including people who are in trouble? Or do you know what's happening in your friends' lives that you where you can help them? And I think that's another real key um kind of theme from the story, particularly thinking about PSHCE, mm-hmm. is that getting that strength from one another and that teamwork and working together. Yeah. I really like that as well. Helen, you had something to add? Yes, I think going back to I think you I like something you said a couple of minutes ago, Chip, about it's not necessarily being obvious the benefits of a friendship. And I mm. think that's very much the case with young young children. They don't understand they, they can be friends, but they don't necessarily understand how it, it's not clear to them what it actually is a friend. And I think yeah. it'd be really good to look at the actions that Abel does. I'm sorry, that Hakeem does. And I actually really bring them out and what's good about that. And what could we do around the class to, to be a good friend? What concrete actions could we take to be a good friend to others mm. and have them around the class? And something I've done before with a class that, again, it was young children. I think it was year one where they were... I don't know. They just weren't very kind to each other. Just just one of those cohorts. Um, I made a tree of friendship um, to make it obvious. So whenever somebody was a good friend to somebody else, the other person would have to say, so-and-so's done this. And they was really kind. They were a very good friend to me. And then they'd get a leaf on the tree of friendship. Oh. And it's making it obvious. It's bringing out that. And I, actually, that's I might do that with my current class. That's just made me think. <laughs> I, might, <laughs> I, I, I haven't used that for a few years, but actually... I'm going to make a note of this because it, it is that making it obvious how yeah. to be a good friend and praising children for being good friends mm. to each other and helping them to think about how it makes them feel. Yeah, and you 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 made me think while while you were saying that, and and actually while you made your little mistake about you know whether it was um, Abel or Hakim's actions, yes. Um, yeah. because yes, okay, uh, it, it's Hakim who takes most of the actions and who is you know the active friend in the relationship between Hakim and Abel at, at least at the start. But one of the reasons Hakim is like that for Abel is because he hears from Abel how he's looking after his mother. So there must be a part of Hakeem that recognises in Abel, okay, this little boy isn't going to be able to give me anything, but 
he is definitely a generous, kind-hearted soul, the kind of person I would like to be friends with. So um, I think your tree does that as well, doesn't it? It allows people to say, oh, okay, well, if so-and-so is being kind to someone else, they are worth my kindness, perhaps. So it becomes um, an evergreen tree. And I think, like, just linked to that, I've I've done with with my classes um year three and year six that i'm working with we've been become kindness um like at christmas time we've done kindness elves or just at some point in the year done a kindness challenge where you try and and be completely stealthy and not let anybody know that you've um what we're doing but just Mm. leaving like there's a phrase that says throw kindness around like confetti so you should being Lovely. kind in the school but not being obvious that it's us and like sneaking around and trying to be kind and then how does it feel when somebody notices that you've been kind to them mm. without them yeah. knowing it's you because not always yeah. you're not always going to be recognized necessarily for your friendship and for your actions and for your kindness but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it so one of the things we did once is left um, a little chocolate on every staff's car in the car park, just so that That's when lovely. they came out at the end of a difficult day, probably, um, everyone mm. had a bit of chocolate um, and, and they just, no one knew who it was. And so this was your class doing yeah, this, Yeah, that was, was my class. Too. And so were your class like looking at uh, the car park <laughs> yeah. from their windows, giggling so to nice. them? <laughs> and they, um, they, they, the te- one of the teachers messaged like our group and I said, see, look, they found them. And they, it was just really, really lovely. Just a, lovely. an opportunity yeah. for them to consider how to be kind when you're not going to be necessarily recognised for it. Because yeah. I shouldn't think yeah. Hakeem did it out of a, a place of I really want to be recognised for this kindness mm. and I want to, he was just doing it because he wanted to be a good friend and he recognised a need. And the other thing is to remind them about how old Abel was in the story. So yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. He was only a young boy, six. 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 Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, Key Stage 1 children are that yeah. old. So just reminding mm. them that he was a good friend to his, like a good friend to his mother, even at six, recognising need and taking action. Yeah. yeah. You know, thinking of this um, unrecognised or, or, or unknowing kindness, act- actions of kindness, that can be a great bonding activity as well. I know we're kind of um, at the start of term two right now, just after Christmas, but th- at the start of the year, um, you could, uh, one of the things that we often do when we're um, inducting new storytellers into epic tales uh, is we get them to pull a name out of the hat um, but keep it secret and they become like the secret guardian angel of that person and they may not have a clue who that person is to start with so they've kind of got to get to know their guard D. Uh, they've got to get to know their guardie. Um and uh, yeah, just just go out of their way to make sure that that person is um, you know having a good time and you know feels that they've got someone to talk to. You can maybe do that sort of thing at the start of September, or, or to be honest, any time in the year. It's very similar to what you were talking about there, Bex. I think, mm. um, and a lovely way to ensure that everybody is looking out for each other. We do it in January as well, like with our, so yeah. this is a perfect timing for this um, podcast. Yes. Um, we uh-huh. call it January Joy and we try and bring oh, some joy right. in January because it's the Christmas is over, yeah. the, like <laughs> the evenings are still dark and people are a bit, there's not as much to look forward to in the, in the spring mm. term apart from the lighter evenings. So we try and sprinkle a bit of January Joy. And so I do that with my class and they pull out a name and have to bring some joy Beautiful. to that person in January. So, <laughs> Beautiful. I, I think I might. I think I might 
magpie that I did. <laughs> <laughs> it works very well, and for yeah. the staff as well. Yeah. So sometimes we we always think about the children, but actually the staff team as well could probably yeah. do us some joy in January as well. <laughs> That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at Teach Happily. Or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can enjoy effective and lifelong learning. Tomorrow, Abel and Hakim will help us teach English, but right now it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So. Cheerio. Cheerio, and, and we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your stories soon. soon.